Welcome to the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott. This is episode 67 of our podcast that we've been doing for over a year now. This is a Sharpening the Edge podcast version of our podcast. Obviously, we have some different formats where we bring some, some incredible guests on that we've had. Uh, we also have added our Q&As, um, but this one's a Sharpening the Edge, and we're going to talk about Garrett Groshek and Tyler Kappel a little bit, our previous two guests, incredible guests. And I know everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting for the announcement. We have our co-host, Coach Manchi, over in Kimberly. Coach, what's going on, baby? How are we doing? Well, this is this is Saturday, July 2nd, so right before the 4th of July weekend. So it's uh, great stuff out there. And I just hope all the kids, all the families really get out there and, and enjoy this week. I think it's such a family. Reminds me of grill outs and a lot of our athletes are going up to cottages and just enjoying that family time and athletes. I know you got a lot on your plates, coaches. you got a lot on your plates, parents as well have a ton on their plates. So just get out there, enjoy, you know, we always tell our athletes that family is the most important thing. And I know in sports advantage, you talk about the sports advantage family, Fox Valley thrills club. We're always talking about our family there. We want to keep, make sure everything's positive. We want to help each other and just really have a nice, comfortable atmosphere where everybody can get better. And that's what it's all about. So everybody enjoy. Hopefully if you got that drive up to the cottage or the drive back from the cottage or anywhere else that you are traveling, you're tuning in because I know I'm getting so much good feedback of people that are avid listeners to the podcast, Brian. And they just said it not only is great information, but it helps motivate them during the week as well. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. You know, the more people and more people we can get this information out to the better. Well, and I agree. And, and, you know, obviously this podcast is going to air after the fourth. So, you know, we obviously hope everybody has a safe fourth, but obviously, you know, on the weekends in the summer, you know, all those things are prevalent. You should be spending time with your family. You should be, you know, getting out with your friends and, and doing all the extra things you know, to really form those relationships and bonds. Um, we've gotten incredible feedback, Dean, from our coaches and some of our athletes as well that, that listen to our podcast when they're driving, that, that listen to it, you know, before they go to sleep at night, um, you know, and, and are using some of the things that our incredible guests talk about. And so, you know, when this podcast airs, Dean, you'll be just coming back from vacation. Um, and, you know, Coach Bott and his family will be on vacation. So, again... I think there's a huge misconception, Dean, before we get into our guests here, I want to chat about this just a minute with you, that that strength coaches, that, that, that it's always grind, 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 grind. You can never take some time for yourself. And we want to really put this message out to our, our, our strength coaches that listen, private facilities. You got to take some time for yourself as well. And parents and athletes, you have to understand that your coaches do need to take time for themselves. And that if they're gone for four or five days or on a vacation for a week, it's not going to set you back that much. Just like if you go on a vacation as an athlete with your family, which you should be doing in the summer, um, it's not going to set you back. And coaches, if you're, I read a tweet the other day, Dean, that, that really disturbed me about not taking vacations in the summer because it's time to get ready for the season. That's the wrong message to send to your athletes. And if you're sending that coaches, um, you really should rethink about, you know, where the values and priorities are. Uh, this is a time to, you know, get ready for the season, but taking four or five days or a week with your family 
is not going to set an athlete back. That's for sure. Brian, there's no doubt about that. I remember when I was a younger coach, you know, it's kind of a badge of honor of not taking a family vacation, right. to be honest. And now I look back as a, as a coach, that's obviously a lot more experience and it just, it just cheated the family, you know, it cheated myself. And ideally I think the mindset is I cheated the athletes because you have to recharge, you have to recharge. And, you know, when you're away from that, you can really kind of start thinking of some of the things that you're learning, whether it's through podcasts, books, you know, meeting other coaches, you know, seminars, clinics, conferences, whatever. And then you can really take that time to think of what you need to add or to improve in your program. Well, I think for me, Dean, you know, there, there's really never a day, even on vacation, that you're not putting some type of work in. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it could be personal development. It could be, you know, reading, you know, some other information. It could be, you know, talking on the phone to other people, but you still could be, you still can have your toes in the sand and, and watching the water come in or the sun come up or, or whatever, but you have to do that. You know what I mean? There has to be some time where the mind gets clear um, and you really focus on yourself and, you know, want to move into our first guest that we talked with Garrett Groshek. And I think that was one of the coolest things that he talked about being an athlete and, and being a coach as well, I think, you know, you and I experience this, Dean, is that athletics gives you so many memories, you know, especially if you're successful and things like that. So you have memories on the court, you have memories in the circle for your throwers, uh, memories in the weight room, stuff like that. But also you have the memories of, you know, how you got to, how you got to a workout if you had a flat tire, um, how you, you know, did this with one of your friends, you know, going to going to Culver's after, you know, a Thursday morning workout and having ice cream when you weren't supposed to or, or all those little things, bonfires, um, you know, nights spent together. That's where athletics to me is so much different. And I think I think we're losing that a little bit. You know, I think we're losing promoting that with kids because you see so many kids that are into structured events dean that they're always structured they're always at you know a structured workout they're always at a structured seven on seven they're always at a structured you know private session with their hitting instructor um very rarely anymore do you see kids just going out and doing stuff together that isn't scheduled um and when we were when we grew up you know you'd go to your workout in the morning and then you know hey what are we going to do today hey we're playing wiffle ball hey we're doing this hey we're doing this uh, maybe we're going on the Mississippi River for the afternoon. Um, you know, maybe we're going to a pool party or, or whatever. And I think when you're an athlete, when you can find those other things to do with your teammates and your friends and stuff like that, that only helps your team. You know what I mean? You're creating those bonds, but those things last forever. And, and that's where athletics, I think, is really cool. And I'm glad that, that Grosh brought that up because it's, it's something we don't talk about very much on the podcast, but it's really something that makes athletics really special. Let's be honest, Brian, that with 13 letters Grosh had in high school, right? So 13 <laughs> letters. That, that's incredible. And I know, you know, the letter doesn't mean what it meant when we were in high school. You know, it's a, it's a lot different situation now because a lot more kids are, are getting moved up at an earlier age to that varsity level. So they, they are getting um, moved up. So, but 13 letters just shows you that he was involved with lots of different sports, a lot of different movement patterns. And I just saw 
a situation, a statistic out there that, you know, if you play one sport, you're much more likely to get injured. You know, the overuse injuries and everything else. So, you know, enjoy, get out there, you know, do as many sports. And you know what, athletes, you don't have to be a star to get the benefits out of athletics. And I think Garrett brought that up. He was very clear with that is some of those individuals that were backups or maybe even people that, you know, were going to be the last people to enter the game. Those are the people that probably have the best memories when they sit at that bonfire, Brian, and they start talking about the high school experience because they are part of something. They're part of that family. We always say hashtag family, but what that really means, hashtag family has nothing to do with your athleticism and your God-given athletic talent. It's being a part of something that's bigger than you. And that is so crucial. And I know you see that all the time when our kids come back from college and you're dealing with Logan Bross down there. It's those memories, the things they talk about, even when they're at the NFL level, those experiences they had with their friends, locker room, bus trips, games, pregame, you know, postgame meals, all of that, that really is so special. Well, and I think it comes down to just getting out and, and doing things. You know what I mean? Outside of just athletics, but doing things with your teammates. You know, I mean, we're lucky here. You know, we have, you know, the water and stuff like that in Madison. And it's it's so cool to hear or see pictures on Instagram of our athletes that are maybe down by the farmer's market or, you know, that are, that are walking at a park or, or a devil's lake or, you know, all those things that create memories and it's just something I think athletes really need to, to do more of with each other. And, you know, you talked about multi-sport, Dean, and I think that really leads into our second topic with, with Garrett, which was, you know, finding the biggest challenge he could. And I didn't really think about this, Dean, until this morning when I was prepping while you were out, you know, working out and doing all the fun stuff. I was working and getting ready for this podcast so it could be you know really dialed in for all of our listeners here as you were getting yoked for the beach um, and things like that but it really hit me Dean and this is something we we really didn't talk about with Garrett but he got recruited as an athlete you know he was a quarterback in high school but we got recruited you know as a quarterback but as an athlete what if he didn't play multiple sports in, in high school so all he did is quarterback work and, and, and did that. Um, would he have been able to transition into playing tailback or fullback? Um, because with the basketball or, you know, all the other sports he played, the different movement patterns was, did that help him in giving him an opportunity to play versus just specializing in the one position, one sport, and, you know, giving it all you can to try and do that. We see that so much, Dean. And that's why I think the transfer portal is so popular now. That's why kids, I think, are jumping ship early now because they put all their eggs in one basket and they think that when they get to college that they're going to be the next guy in line. Well, guess what? You know, there's a lot of other cats around the country that are pretty damn good um, that you're going to have to compete with. And if you can't make it at that position or you can't that are you just gonna walk away and quit and blame the coaches or are you going to be able to move into a different role to help the team 
And we see that. And I saw that at Wisconsin a lot, Dean, is that guys got moved. You know, you had guys that came in at safety and we had to move them to linebacker or guys that came in at DB and we moved to a receiver. And I think, you know, because these, you know, some of these kids take the mindset that Garrett took, this is a challenge for me. And I'm not going to let, you know, a setback, you know, deter me from my path. Maybe my path takes a right turn when I thought I was going to go straight. But I think we comes back to, we talk about it all the time, play as many sports as you can, learn as many movement patterns as you can. That way, if you have to make an adjustment, you can. And I think that I, to me, that was a huge thing for him being able to make that transition because he played multiple sports. Yeah, Brian, I just love, you know, going, going back to that, getting that workout in, I just go back to, you know, we need to make sure as coaches, seriously now, and yeah. we laugh about it and we call it the arm farm and, you know, but mentally we have to be able to, as coaches, make sure we're get, taking care of our own bodies and our own minds. And I think a lot of times I've seen so many coaches, they did such a great job as an athlete, as a player, and then it gets into the real world and you have to work what's called a job all day. And then to try to get your workout in it becomes a lot more difficult, Brian. It's right. not like you're a college kid and you got all this time to go ahead and get your workout in. But I think of my workouts and I know you do the same thing. Cause a lot of times we're calling each other right before a workout or after workout is, you know, that is a meeting. That is a meeting. And I'm not going to miss that meeting. Yep. And that meeting is the most important thing that I have during that, that day and not only to help physically, but you know, the more the mental part of it, I just remember coach Jones, you know, I talk about the don't break the chain and he did that to an extreme with just getting a workout in and he bought a Peloton and obviously the Pelotons aren't cheap. And he had like 385 days consecutive or something like that. I can't remember the exact number, but that, that was a way of motivating him of not breaking the chain. And, he needed that. Even game days, he needed to get a workout in to sharpen his mind. And we talk about sleep and nutrition and eating breakfast and all this kind of stuff with our athletes all the time. But same thing. If you're not clearly making good decisions because of the lack of some of the things that you are doing, once you leave the weight room, you got to make sure if you want to be a champion athlete or a championship coach, because coaches, you got to make decisions too. You're calling defenses, you're calling offenses, you're calling plays, you're you're making a ton of decisions, who's going in at what time and everything else. So coaches, make sure you're taking care of yourself. I've seen way too many, believe me, I'm going on your 28, Brian, way too many coaches that don't get that workout in. And my challenge to them is, because I know Grosh wanted a challenge and all of our yeah. great athletes like a challenge is, coaches, don't let yourself get out of shape. Don't let yourself get out of shape. Take care of yourself because the better you take care of yourself, the better your athletes will learn and the more they'll learn from you. And obviously they're going to have a lot more respect for you too, especially if you're in our setting, Brian, if you're a strength conditioning coach and all of a sudden you set, you let yourself go, it's hard to get that buy-in from sometimes athletes if you're not doing what you're preaching. So just a few things on that. And I know we always kid if we're going on vacation, we're going to hit that arm farm and athletes understand <laughs> Our athletic days are over. I always tell kids, there's no need to have a squat anymore for myself because my athletic days are over, but I'm certainly going to get a workout in 
And that workout's really going to help my body. And it's also, more importantly, it's going to help my mind and my brain. So going back to that challenge thing with Groshek, I love it. And you, you had, you got to experience it, Brian, with, you know, the University of Wisconsin football program is known for walk-on success. Yep. And Grosh is just one of those guys that Jimmy Leonard's and we can go on and on and on. But I think the reason why those guys are so successful is because they, they took on the challenge. They didn't back down from the challenge. They got after it. And I always say, I always tell our athletes is the best athletes should be pushed the hardest because they want a challenge. And that's what the weight room gives you every day in a weight room. You can, you can move that bar a little faster, Brian. You, you can put a little bit more weight on. You can, your technique can be better than it was the time. But anytime you leave that weight room door, you are getting better. And you should be able to know how you got better. Was it your effort? Was it your technique? Was it the load? Was it the bar speed? But what was it that made you better? Instead of, hey, I'm just going to come in here because everybody's training. Everybody's lifting. I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm just going to survive this workout because that is the standard or the expectation. Athletes, you don't get a competitive advantage if you just show up and that's your mindset. You got to have the gross. You got to have the Jimmy Leonard. You've got to have the attack mode on. Everybody wants to be a beast, but nobody wants to do what a beast has to do to get that competitive advantage, Brian. <laughs> you brought that one out, huh? That's awesome. Well, Dean, we say it all the time. Doing what's expected is expected. Yes. Everybody, if you're part of the team, you're supposed to do what's expected. Now, where do you separate yourself? And the story that he told about his coach, are you satisfied? Right? Are you satisfied? And we all need to think like this. Everybody, whether you're a coach, athlete, things like that, quit setting minimal, minimalistic goals. Quit setting goals that you know that you're going to attain. Okay? That's not a goal. That's something that you're going to do anyway. Anyways, set something that's at a high standard. I know what my goals are for sports advantage. And, you know, when I tell people, they look at me like, you're what you're going to. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do it. You know what I mean? Because and two weeks from now, those goals are going to change, Brian, because you're always yes. evolving. Yes. And the reason why I know that is because we communicate on a daily basis. Exactly. And next week, it's going to be something else. And I think athletes, it's got to be the same way, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a coach, whether you're a teacher, what, whatever you decide to do, you're constantly evolving. I get sometimes, you know, coaches will go to one clinic or one seminar and they get some information and they think, well, that's it. That, that's, it. that's not the answer. You know, knowledge without action is no good. You have to be able to take that knowledge and make it your own and adapt it to your program or to use yourself individually. And athletes, you can always get better. You can always get better. I don't care how strong you are, how good you are, whatever. If you really want to be elite, you are constantly looking for little tweaks here and there and trying to get better. I have that with the throws club. Hey, we got some All-Americans that come to the club, All-State kids that come to the club, state <laughs> champions that come to the club. But the reason why they keep coming back, Brian, is because they know they can even get better than what they are right now. Well, and I think that the end message that, that I always tell myself, and I talk to my staff about it, and I talk to our athletes, quit playing small. What, what are you satisfied with? You know what I mean? Like, why are you satisfied? Like, you should never be satisfied. 
if you're a true competitor, if you're a true competitor, um, and we see this all the time, we see it with Nick Saban, you see it with Bill Belichick, the, the, the guys that are, you see it with Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all right? You know, there, there's a there's a, a reel or a, whatever it is, a, you know, a video that pops up, you know, on my, on my Facebook and my Instagram every now and then of Kobe getting interviewed during the finals when he's up, they're up two to nothing. And they're like, are, are you going to smile? He's like, what's there to smile about? Job's not done. Job's not done. And I think a lot of times we get in this mindset. One of the things that I do, we, you know, people get in the mindset of celebrating, you know, small victories, which is great. Celebrate those victories, but it's a 24 hour rule. Celebrate them and then back to work. All right. We open a gym, you know, we open the want key gym. You know, I, I celebrated pretty good for, for a day because I was excited. Then it was back to work. You know, we, we signed a consulting deal. We signed two of them, you know, within a day of, of schools up in your area. I was excited about it. And then I was like, where's the third one coming from? Yes. You know, where, you know, what, what's the next step in that area? And so I think athletes set goals. And we've talked about this before that are hard to attain, hard to attain, make it hard. All right. Because when you achieve a goal that you feel like possibly could be out of your reach, the satisfaction and the joy and the memories that you have chasing that goal will last a lifetime and it makes it even better when you achieve it. Tom Brady, what's your favorite ring? The next one. I love that. Right. When he says that quote, always trying to chase and go after mm -hmm. that next one. And I think, you know, we just saw it with Curry with the NBA championship. You know, how many, how many championships is that for him? But you know what his mindset is, he's looking forward to next year ready yeah. and what they can do to improve that team and prove himself and keep getting those championships. Well, and I've been reading the book Relentless by Tim Grover. And I'm on, I'm on my second time reading it. Um, who nominated or who uh, recommended that book to you, Mr. Bot? Mangan. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. It. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. I, got, I got a library of books that, that Dean's recommended to me that um, and I, I, you could tell because he's definitely the smarter of the two on this podcast. Um, but just the stories of like Jordan and Kobe and Dwayne Wade of, you know, even after a championship, you know, they see him and it's like, what time are we meeting tomorrow? You, you know what I mean? It's it, they, that you have to have that mindset, you know, um, you have to have that mindset. And so, um, you know, Dean, let's move on to Tyler. I mean, you know, when, when we Incredible. sat down with him and, and hopefully, those of you that are listening here, if you haven't heard episode 66 with Tyler, you have to go listen to it. And he was a very unique guest for us, um, you know, for his situation and things like that. But the messages that he sent, um, you know, and I'm sure, you know, he was in a, he, you know, he talked about being in a dark place and a, and a hard, you know, realization, you know, having going from bone spur to amputation. And, but where he's at now, you know, there's no false victimization, which we see prevalent in society. Um, there's no blaming. Um, we see it in society. We see it in sports. There's always a reason why something bad happened to you. You don't get that feeling from him, Dean. You get the feeling of, I'm going to dominate. And this isn't a reason for me not to dominate. You know, this hard thing that happened to me is a reason for me to dominate. 
you know, and, and for me to have success and for me to succeed. And so that episode, guys, is so powerful. And Dean, you guys had Tyler come talk to your team, maybe share a little bit um, some of those things that he shared with your team, because um, I could just imagine meeting him in person because his energy was like, in, was incredible when we had him on. Yes, Brian. I mean, we, once we got done with the podcast and I, after we got done recording, I immediately said, we got to get this guy in, you know, to talk to our teams. Cause it was just, we were mind, it was mind blowing when, when we were watching or listening to, and we were recording Tyler, we were just kind of like in awe. we've done a lot of, had so many incredible guests, but just, just his situation alone. So we had him come and he talked to, to our team and I would highly, highly, highly recommend you get a hold of him. And I know he's old, he's not on Twitter, but he's on Instagram and you can go and look at back at the, the, the notes there and, and our show notes and get a hold of Tyler and have him come speak to your teams, your, your coaching staff, your teams, what it doesn't matter what sport his message was just incredible. Our kids really loved it. He had so many great things. It was his first time speaking in front of a group. And I was just amazed oh. the incredible job that he did, Brian. And he mentioned that with a podcast, right? We were the yep. first podcast. And first the podcast. reason why we got a hold of him is because we saw, you know, my wife, Tracy saw the segment on channel two news and it was just an incredible story, but he, he has really got a gift and he needs to get that message out to as many people as he can, because I happened to, you know, when he came in and he talked to our kids, Coach Mangan just had a whole bunch of notes. So I'm just going to go over some, you know, a few of those things that he talked about. But he had 400 appointments in 800 days. Holy Brian. smokes. 400 doctor appointments in 800 days. So, I mean, you talk about the situation. He said when he was in high school, when he had the two feet, that's that's when he was broken right. that's when he was broken he said he, he was lazy he didn't have any ambition he he didn't take on challenges like Roshik did he just wanted to take the path of least resistance and just be like, like he said a nobody and it took this life-changing experience for him to feel like now he is free he is free and, you know, he said a calm sea never created a skilled sailor. And his whole mindset has just changed over and over and over. Build a strong kid and you won't have to fix a broken adult. Awesome. I mean, this, yeah, that's a awesome. great message. You know, I saw, saw something on Twitter, Brian, and they said, if you, if you spoil your kids, your own kids, you, you will have to parent your, their grandkids, you know, your, the grandkids. You will have to. So if you spoil your own kids, you will have to take care of the grandkids. Make sense? It's oh. just one of those situations that, you know, we have to understand that there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some adversity. And how you deal with it is, is so important. Build during the day, he said. <laughs> sleep well at night. Build during the day. Sleep well at night. We know, and I know you're, you're finishing, you have a checklist every morning yep. and you have those Our things that you want to get done. And that just reminded me of how you run your business, how your day is going. You build during the day, 
you sleep all at night. And sometimes you're getting home earlier from work. Sometimes you're getting home a lot later. I look at this for our athletes is, hey, we're, we're going to build during the workout. And then at night, you're going to sleep well because you know you put everything that you could into that workout. And just to step in real quick, and I want you to keep going here, Dean, but one of the things that, that I've started doing is people are like, well, how's your day going? And I'm like, I got my, well, I got my stuff done. That's not how I say it, but I want to keep it clean for the podcast. You know what I mean? The day doesn't end until your until your job is done. You know what I mean? And some days, you know, I get my stuff done by 10 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock. So then I'm working the groups and then, you know, or like today, you know, I still have things that need to get done. But after we get done videotaping the podcast, I have the rest of the day because I got up and I got everything done. And when, you know, get to go enjoy my weekend. And so I think that's a major misconception that people have is like, well, I'd rather go and, and, and have all this fun and stuff like, no, you can have fun, but get your stuff done first. You know, if you want to, if you want to be great, you know, if you want to just be like everyone else, you know, and coaches, this is, this is a good message for you. If you want to be like everyone else, you know, Friday, when you go home, you know, then, then you don't do anything until night, until Monday morning or anything like that. You know, you just be like everyone else. But if you want to be great, get up Saturday morning, get some stuff done. Then you could, then you feel better. Like I'm going to feel better today and tomorrow um, because I know I've got my stuff done and I got it done first. That's a priority, you know, get your work done to have the rest of the day. And that's got to be a mentality we have to have. Go ahead, Dean, keep going with this though. You know, you know, Brian, some of the other things that really stood out, he said, don't just want it, do the want. You know, so everybody wants to win. Everybody yeah. wants to win. Everyone wants to be good. Don't just want it, do the want. And you have to put the work in. And that's what I think that a lot of people, a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches too, a lot of parents don't want to put the work in. Right. You have to put the work in. You know, there's talkers versus doers. It's tedious and it's hard. You know, we heard we hear that grind word once in a while, he said. But he used to pray to die. And, you know, when he was going through that, 10 surgeries, he said, I lived a nightmare. I lived a nightmare. My greatest accomplishment hasn't come yet. If he didn't lose his foot, he wouldn't be talking in front of student athletes and making a difference in people's lives. But I love that. My biggest, my greatest accomplishment hasn't come yet. You know, coaches, it's not your wins and loss record that is going to be the legacy for you. It's the impact you're going to make on everybody that you're in contact with. You know, Dean, and that's, that's something I, you know, I, I don't want to get emotional here, but I get messages every now and then from kids at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And not just Russell or, or Joe or, you know, Alec or, or Travis Frederick or Groy or Zeit or any of those guys. I'm talking about guys that may have never played. Didn't take, you know, never played except for like, you know, when we're up 56 to nothing. But every now and then, and it's not, you know, all the time, but every now and then I'll, I'll see in my inbox, I got a message from, from so-and-so and it's like Coach Bot um, just really wanted to tell you thank you for, all the things that you did for us at Wisconsin, you know, it was hard. You were hard on us. I never realized what I was learning until 
X, Y, and Z happened in my life. And then hearing how, you know, an athlete that may not have been the star faced adversity in his or her life, whether it was divorce, whether it was losing a job, and they came out better because of it, that's when you know that the job you're doing is, is on point. All right. All the, all the all state athletes, Dean, that you create, you know, all the all Americans, professional athletes, that's all great. And that's, that's part of our job, but these kids, these athletes, coaches have to be able to learn how to face adversity in real life and overcome it. Because if we don't teach them that lesson, then sports to me, you're like you said, 7% of high school kids are going on to play college. So 93% of these kids are done after they walk out of the door in your high school or your gym. Have you prepared them to face adversity in real life? Because if you have, you're doing your job. Brian, that's an incredible message. And that's why we do what we do. Right. You know, it's incredible. I, one of my, I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, Brian, you know, one of my coaching highlights was having a, my coach, Mike Cardi, who helps me with the Fox Valley Throws Club. He was a football player and a track athlete for me at Kimberly High School. And I remember the day he asked me to be in his wedding. Yep. And, you know, then I, later on in life, it's a situation where now he comes back and he's coaching and he's in the Kimberly Area School District as a teacher and as a coach. And we're at a Wisconsin track coach association clinic and we're talking about the throws and he's speaking and during a session and i'm speaking at a session and it just and then you know obviously he's helping with the football program he's helping with the track program and and now he helps with the fox valley throws club so it's just one of those things where i was there when he committed to coach ference at the university of iowa i went with his family Right. And that meant a lot. That meant a lot to me that I was a person, you know, in his life that he trusted when he made his decision. And we had lots of conversations during the whole recruiting process. And just to be a, you know, a small piece of that puzzle just meant the world to me. And not only was he a former student, former athlete, but he's a great friend of mine. Right. And we can continue that friendship over and over and over. I got another guy that asked me to be in his, his wedding as well, Chris DeBlois. And he's down in your area, down in Madison right now. Yep. And uh, they're going to have their third child this week. It, it could be any day now. And um, just unbelievable situation that you're constantly in contact with these individuals and we're constantly sharing stories. We talked about, you know, the bonfire stuff. It, it doesn't happen just only if you're high school buddies. There's coach athlete situations where we get together and we get a dinner, we get a lunch or a breakfast, or, you know, just one of those situations where you hook up and you talk about so many of those great experiences. And I know many a times, and this is the best reward is kids will come back and they will say what you did to impact them to be better fathers, better community people, better people all together. And that's, that's why we do what we do, Brian. Well, I think Dean, to wrap this up, I think all this, you know, really fits in together and, you know, talking about taking on bigger challenges, talking about, you know, facing adversity and not making excuses. Uh, you know, one of the lines that you hear as an athlete is if you're going to talk to talk, you better walk the walk. 
And I kind of change that a little, Dean, for myself. And I, it's worked good for me. You know, if you're going to talk about it, you better walk the talk. Okay. But the other part um, to me is talk the walk. And so what that means to me is this, is like, I want to tell people what my high goals are. I want to tell people, you know, what I want to do or what I'm going to do because that for me forces me into action. Okay. So athletes, put your goals out there, put your high end goals out there because now put it on social media, do that. And then let's see you work where no one's watching you. Let's see you water it on a daily basis and go get those goals. All right. Because if you don't, if you don't put it out there for people to hear, okay, that, that to me puts a lot of pressure on myself. You know, I tell my staff, this is what we're going to do. And now when I get off a zoom meeting with my staff, I'm like, wow, I just said this. Now it's time to go to work. I think Tyler's, you know, big message that I really got out of that as well was, you know, what he kind of wrapped up with. He said, some of you won't go far in life. That's on you. And right. I love that accountability piece is, you know, as a strength and conditioning coach, as a, a person that's trying to help somebody become better, you can help them. You can try to motivate them. You can educate them. You can show them what to do. But ultimately, that responsibility has to be on the person that you're trying to help. Absolutely. And that's very important for everybody. I know you talk about accountability, accountability, accountability. Ownership. If, Ownership. if you're an athlete, right? If you're an athlete, whatever sport that you're playing or coaches that are coaching, it's on you. It is on you. And it's very important to understand it. Make it work for you. If it's cues to help you perform better in, in, in a lift, for example, your bench and your squat, if it's teaching cues, make those teaching cues your own. Make them unique to you because everybody in this world is different. And I always say that at the Fox Valley Throws Club is we can give you all the drills. We can help you. We can teach you. We can give you the why. We can do everything for you. But ultimately, the work has got to be done by the individual that's trying to improve. And parents understand that as well, because I think parents think, hey, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to send them the sports advantage. I'm going to, because if Brian Bott's got a heck of a reputation, sports advantage has got a reputation. He's had a ton of success. But I will tell you, parents, you must hold your son or daughter accountable because they have to put the work in. One thing, hey, we love Barry Davis, wrestling coach at, at, at UW for all those times. And he's with Silver Star Nutrition right now. And we love Barry to death. But one thing when Amy came and trained with you is he made sure that she did the work and yep. she got herself to sports advantage and she did things. He was all right paying the money, but it ultimately came down to, she had to take that and she had to put the time in. She had to be consistent. She had to communicate with you, Brian, not mom going to call you in or him going to call and say she can't make it or whatever, that it all had to be her responsibility. And that's why she is where she is at today, being, you know, training for the Olympics. Well, Dean, I think this was, you know, a great message from these two guys. Obviously, episode 65, Garrett Groshek.
uh, episode 66, Tyler, go back and listen to those again. They're great messages. Um, you know, and I think listening to some of those again, you, you pick up, you know, some of those little nuances that, that we both talked about. So that's going to end this episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. Very excited for Coach Manchie's vacation. Very excited for my vacation. Athletes, coaches, get away, you know, recharge when you need to, but don't just take all kinds of time off, you know, uh, don't abuse it. Get out, enjoy yourself, uh, but get back to work because uh, the fall is coming. Uh, football season is just around the corner. Volleyball, cross country, all the sports are just around the corner. And uh, can't wait to see so many of our athletes uh, perform on the high stages here. And we will see you next time. Chop it. <laughs>